Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome back once again to Disney Compendium Volume 42. Good lord. I know, right? We're getting there. I am your host, as mostly, <laughs> I can't say always now, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, JJ over there on the other, I guess I was going to say on the other coast, but that's not right. No, nope. nope, same coast, just bottom of it. <laughs> just the other side of the five. Yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> my good buddy, my good friend. Nick? Yeah. Nick, how you doing? Oh, well, I was doing okay, but you're cheating on me now, so. <laughs> he just says he can now also listen to the uh, Lucas Omnibus uh, <sighs> talk about episode one or did you want to talk about star wars episode one the phantom menace is that something that you were interested in is that something you'd want to do you trollop <laughs> and then tomorrow we're going to record uh attack of the clones i'm sure i'm sure you're gonna love that conversation oh uh, well you know what if you love you someone, get your... let's, let's set them free <laughs> nick yeah jj <laughs> the year is 2002 it's the summer of 2002 Ah, uh, yes Disney, uh, kind of all over the place right now in terms of quality. Two movies. Oh, 2002, yes. 2002. Yeah. Uh, two films are released from the animation studio this year. And this is the first of them. Lilo and Stitch. And also the best of them. The By a country mile. Uh, <laughs> a country bear jamboree mile. mile. Yes. It's... <laughs> Um, it is. Whew, it's a heavy movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, you were telling you were you were reminding me about that part at the beginning yeah. of it. Like, oh yeah, this movie's dark. Yeah, it starts off. It starts off in a in a, in a dark place. Uh, I guess let's just jump right into the movie. I mean, there's no point in doing all that. You you're introduced to this universe in a speaking of Star Wars, and like. A Star Wars prequel Senate situation. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent just the Senate meetings from those movies. Is it canon now? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Disney exists in the Lilo and Stitch universe because right. the sister has a Mulan poster. That's true, <laughs> which is very distracting. Um, not as distracting. As the very real Elvis picture that they wander around with. Oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's 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 not even like it's an animated picture of Elvis. It is just a real picture of Elvis yeah. that they've transposed into the scene. And it never looks right because it's real. So when they're rotating it stuff, they're just tilting the picture in the thing and it just always looks a little off. It's very weird. Just like the real Elvis. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, I mean, the soundtrack is also pretty Elvis heavy, too. Well, it's because Elvis is huge for Hawaii. Like, he made all he made those movies. Blue and, Hawaii. Yeah, so, like, you know, the, the the there's at least two movies, right? I think there's two Hawaii yeah. movies. I mean, he, also, he also had, like, fat yeah. cocaine almost also did uh, yeah. Elvis, Aloha from Hawaii, yeah. which uh, is one of my, has one of my favorite this is kind of off topic a little bit. <laughs> There's a documentary about that concert. And 
at one point, Elvis is in the car with the Memphis Mafia, <laughs> and they go, "Boy, sure is sure is warm here, King." And Elvis, I think it's like three years before he dies, maybe. Yeah. Severely overweight, he just goes, and you hear this. Hot Tom in Florida. Like his <laughs> lip, his lips are hot tom, hot tom in Hawaii. And his lips separate, and it sounds like two for- frozen pork chops being <laughs> separated. Just, just, just really, Elvis was in a great place at this time. <laughs> and that's what I always remember is the Memphis Mafia. Sure, sure is hot out here, huh, King? Oh, Elvis. <laughs> Man. Um, so, uh, yeah, we are introduced to a mad scientist uh, yeah. who is Russian? <laughs> Space <Yeah>. Russian? <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's David Ogden Stiers, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, Who's in. I think he's in the most Disney movies. Yeah, he's movies? yeah, he's he's in a ton. He was in Beauty and the Beast and uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas, and I think there's something else. Uh, uh, Hunchback. Hunchback. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ep- yes. Hunchback. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, he, he's he's he gets around in Disney. Uh, <laughs> Good for you, Winchester. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so he's basically Stitch. I see what's it what's his his uh experiment number? He's uh, experiment number six two six. Six two six, yeah. Yes. So he's the six hundred and twenty-sixth genetic experiment that this crazy Russian space doctor <laughs> uh has worked on. Uh and that comes back later in when they do the TV series. Yeah. Because that's the plot is like they have to get to the 625 other cousins before the evil mad scientist, not not this mad scientist, but a different one gets to them. Um, so, did, yeah. Did it becomes uh, the separate, did it becomes like the uh, separation anxiety? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> exactly. there's, there's this symbiote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is uh, Chris Sanders is the voice of Stitch. Yep. Um, and, and so, yeah, so he is being, char- he's, he's, it's a courtroom proceeding, essentially. He's like, right. it's, well, it's not even like, it's almost, it's almost like, um, like the Nuremberg trials or something. Like, he's just like, it's a military, uh, <laughs> situation that he's not really, uh, it's, like, cause it's, it's like, it's like being on trial with, with the, um, uh, uh oh what it's a word I'm thinking like I don't know <laughs> like yeah tribunal like you know it's oh, okay. military tribunal yeah yeah it's it's really like that or or with you know the um all the countries just sort of like getting to get going up against you here yeah is um, Stitch Burt Lancaster yes okay. absolutely so um yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like the United Nations, it's space United Nations right. trial. Uh, so, so it's yeah. the Galactic Senate, like you said. Yeah, it's the Galactic <laughs> Senate, and so they're like, you're you're doing these genetic experimentations, and you're going you're going to prison for this, uh, unless they unless Stitch can prove that like he's worthy, I guess. But then he clearly just says something yeah. that, ups- that made the one robot throw up, which made me laugh. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he says something in alien language. It made it made everyone's monocles pop out. Uh, <laughs> they, they they clutch their figurative pearls. Well, because like like I said, the one robot actually like vomits up gears. It's <laughs> next to the. It's it's, it's a, it was a good sight gag. There's a lot of good gags in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, what's the? It, it's it's Jumba or something. Like what's the? Oh yeah. God. This is this is good. This is good quality content here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, we'll just call him the Mad Russian Scientist. <laughs> yeah, Zangief. Yeah, Zangief. Zangief. Uh, gets sent to prison, and then six two six gets sentenced to exile on an asteroid. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah, but, uh, guess what? Uh, it doesn't work out so well for yeah. for them. He ends up in Hawaii. He ends up. He takes he takes a ship, crash lands into Hawaii. Uh, I do like you have um, uh, Kevin McDonald of Kids in the Hall fame yep. as Pleakley, I think it was. Yes, that's it. Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sort of like, he's the one guy that knows, like, it's he's heading to Earth. Like, what's all that blue stuff? It's water. It's mostly water. Oh, that's good. He can't handle water. So. <laughs> and and where does he end up? Hawaii, which Hawaii. has what? Hashtag too much water. Too much water. <laughs> Too much water. IGN seven seven point out of ten. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but he but he's like okay no so you can't just go in there guns a blazing. Earth is a protected habitat because they have mosquitoes. Yeah, <laughs> and they're an endangered species, and they feed off of humans. So you have to just go. You have to sneak in there. You just have to get them. Uh, very interesting concept. I do not like. The uh, well, I mean, I do not like, but I'm sure I I like it. But I'm sure that a lot of people don't like when the Earth is just like a plaything for other name for other planets. Like, like we're like, you know that there's a handful of people that got angry at that particular that concept that the only reason we're still there is because we're a protected species <laughs> because oh. we're the food for mosquitoes <laughs> it's very hitchhiker's guide kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> i'm bored i'm bored oh a new plothic gordon's alive alive okay. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, I, I just kind of just want to talk about my favorite character in the movie honestly. okay Cobra Bubbles. Is it Cobra Bubbles? I was gonna it say, is yeah, Cobra, Cobra Bubbles. Bubbles, performed by Ving Rhames. Uh, absolutely, just looks, like, just looks like Ving Rhames. Yeah. yeah, they didn't do anything. They just made they just made Ving Rhames yep. in this, and he talks like Ving Rhames. He looks like Ving Rhames. Uh, they gave him. It's probably the greatest name ever for a character in any yep. cartoon. Cobra Bubbles. He's Cobra a, Bubbles. He is a social worker, quote end quote. You learn more about that afterwards. Um, his backstory at the end is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, it, it also explains because everyone in this universe is weird, incredibly yeah. weird. Like when presented with an alien, the only people that ever react are Lilo and her sister. Because, <laughs> like, even what's his nose, the the sister's love interest. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason Scottley, who are. Yeah. Um uh David? Just David. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he's just like everyone else has like Lilo, Nani, David. David. <laughs> David. Uh yeah, Jason Scott Lee. Um like when at the end when he's just presented with the aliens, he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But everyone is also just 
unnecessarily a jerk to this family. Uh, I, I mean, like, the kids have every right to be a jerk to Lilo. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, well, I they mean, are bullying her pretty are, hard. Like, but like, like at the very be- <laughs> at the very beginning, like they don't necessarily. You don't really get a whole lot of the interaction until after Lilo starts wailing on them. Because before that, they're just kind of acting like s- snotty kids. Yeah. But then, like throughout the rest of the movie, they are just buttholes. Yeah, but but, um, but yeah, purpose. yeah. But so yeah, he crashes the cop car into Hawaii, the space cop car into Hawaii, the red one. They were very specific about it being the red one that was crashed. Um, I, I will tell you though, Lilo is totally the kid I, w- I would have been friends with when I was little. <laughs> I would have been like, "This is my friend Lilo." <laughs> You're not allowed to go see Lilo anymore. No, did she come over? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. She, she bit your brother last time he was here. She bit your brother, and yeah. she says her friend should be punished. Yeah, yeah. And she has, and she has a picture of Elvis with her. She has, a, it's a, yeah, a, yeah, a, a, a high quality, glossy, giant eight by ten of Elvis that she carries everywhere. <laughs> I kind of uh, wish it was a velvet Elvis, don't you? It would have been nice. Like she just unrolls it, and it's like this is, <laughs> this is my velvet Elvis. Yeah. Um, but then what? Stitch. Uh, very confused about the planet, and then gets run over by like three trucks, <laughs> and it just keeps on ticking. He no sells it, brother. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. He, um, so next, so he gets uh, he gets taken to an animal shelter, and uh, he's a dog, and and they yeah they they think he's a dog, uh, I guess. Well, he, I, 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 he also pulls his extra limbs in too. Yeah, eventually, eventually, yeah. when he's there, he's not. Uh, but like, it, it also I like the scene like at the very begin, like when he first wakes up and he sees the dogs cowered in the corner, like it's the thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, but now, okay, so we get introduced to um, uh, the family basically. Right. Lilo at the school where she, you know she's different um we were talking about it a little bit the character almost comes across as if she's on the spectrum yeah and, and i'm not entirely we don't mean that in a, in a negative way, way it's just this perspective like... just seems like intentionally that character seems to have been written to be you know she has trouble handling her emotions she you know, she snapped at one point and she bit the kid and started wailing on her and everything. But she's also like, very intelligent. And... Very intelligent and like very, she, you could tell she, you know, she likes, you know, the consistency of the life that she has. Yeah. But, um, so I wouldn't, like, it's it, it very well, like, it may not be like the, it may be the intention, but it's not like in the script that way, but it certainly yeah. seems that way. If if nothing else, just her sister trying to raise her on her own. Yeah, it's just a very unstructured environment. Yeah, and which is um, the whole purpose for Cobra Bubbles, anyway. Yeah, so yeah. you know, when you get to their house, it's very depressing. It's when you said it was squalor. Yeah, like yeah, it because it, like it's filthy. It's like she's got the pink pots. Like it is the kind of house where. CPS would come in and take a kid away from. Yeah. 
and it's very depressing. And it's like, and but you never get the idea that it's um, like negative in a sense. Like you never get the like the sister is at least trying. Yeah. Um, you know, she doesn't have. You know, she needs a new job and everything. And the job Lilo she has this crap. And yeah, and, and Lilo is troublesome. She's a troublemaker, and people kind of not a big fan of her in town. Um, and so you, this is where you meet the social worker, uh, Cobra Bubbles, Cobra, <laughs> Cobra Commander, Cobra Commander, um, to sort of like, he just keeps kind of checking in throughout the movie to make sure that like, okay, this is it. This isn't good. You're, I'm going to be back soon. Things better be at least improving. <laughs> Here's my number. Here's my number. Call me if you ever get left home alone again. Yeah, he's not really a villain, though. No, he never. He never even comes across like he. He's like, like you feel sad for the family because they're trying the best that they can, but it's not really working out for them. And he is just doing his job. Like right. it really is not a great situation for them. That the house is not in good shape. She's not really doing a good job at sort of taking care of the house. Mm-hmm. But again, they're doing the best that they can, and they're not. They're not overly unhappy but they are miserable for various reasons because they're still trying to sort of make this work but even you said Lito seems to enjoy the chaos a little bit a little bit yeah Yeah. like she's like I don't have parents around and I get kind of do my own thing and and she does and and she you know she you know she intentionally sort of sabotages the initial meeting where she's like and I get disciplined with bricks and a pillowcase you know like yeah like, like, not not the time for this. Like, but she wanted that. She was going for that chaos. So it's a bit of a chaotic time in their life. <laughs> she she's not even chaotic neutral. She just yeah, a, a yeah. But but it's like it's a good combination with Stitch because Stitch is the same way. He doesn't yeah. have, he doesn't have a family. It's you know that's the point of the movie. Like. You know, that's these. You know, for for lack of for for lack of a better term, it's like it's a couple of like broken people that sort of get together and like you know they've they're 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 bettering one another. You know, he really oh. is he really is a dog to her. Like a like uh, even though you know it's a sentient creature that has you know thoughts and emotions and can talk and stuff. I mean. It, it is like a therapy dog for her in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's he, you know, he's like he's basically a space criminal, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and he's not it's like it's not he's he him he's a space criminal now, like uh, because he stole the cop car. Right. But like his initial reason for you know being sentenced was just existing, which yeah. Yeah, sucks for him. But this this movie is. I mean, it's got these surprisingly deep moments in it. Yeah, yeah, like, and, like and, whole... and, and throughout, and all of the emotional sort of moments land. Yeah, which is very rare for, especially a Disney movie. Um, it's because it's, it's usually only like the major emotional moment lands, but even like the minor ones, like have some weight to them. Yeah, like the whole, you know, the, the, the what's a big thing when we Ohana means family. Yeah, and that's a big, you know, like you know that we're we're. Small, broken, but still good. Yeah, and so that—that's kind of a, a little sweet sentiment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like they—they they, they actually say that in the movie too. Yeah, it's small and it's broken, but it's still good. But still good. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and that's because also at the time, um, Hawaii was in the middle of a significant economic downturn. Um, 
so like it wasn't all just touristy Hawaii. They wanted to show like that part of Hawaii, which was rather progressive for Disney at the time. Yeah. Um, but like the person that there's behind this whole thing, because you'll see the uh, at the beginning, um, it's very rare credit where you see based on an idea by Chris Sanders uh, in the credits. You don't really see based on an idea by, you know, it's no. usually based on characters designed by or something. Like, so like it was if this is like Chris Sanders would had been working on the concept of Stitch since the eighties. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, so we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, yeah. So now it's now they need to get Stitch back. So they in a in, in any action movie uh, sort of style, you go to the prison and get the one person that knows him best of all, <laughs> and yet Zangief. Zangief, yeah. Uh, Styers uh, to uh, work with uh, McDonald to go to Earth and uh, capture Stitch and bring him back. Basically, yeah, it, it, they're going to put him in carbonite. Basically, yeah, it's I mean, uh, kind of in a way. Yeah, it's it, it's it's almost um, first blood in a sense, where it's like we're going to go to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I made him. I can bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> um, a good supply of body bags. What? Yeah. yeah. This movie got dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, start. Well, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it didn't get dark. It just continued yeah. to be dark. Yeah. So, the, so uh, all of this is going on. Uh, uh, Nani decides to adopt a dog for Lilo, which. Doesn't seem like a good idea because think all things considered, uh, like, it works out. It works out well in the end, but boy, that seems like a well. Everything's in chaos. You're constantly just being a handful. Let's get you a living creature to take care of. Let's keep like, some more responsibility on top of this crap Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, you can barely keep the kitchen clean, and now you're going to take care of a dog. Yeah. So, like, it, it seems like a bad idea, but the, I, I understand the sentiment. Like, yeah. she's low, she's lonely, and needs she needs something. She, they're poor. Doesn't have it. She doesn't even have any toys. She has her records and the doll that she made by hand. That creepy doll. A creepy, creepy Tim Burton doll. Yeah. Um. Her head's a little too big, but yep. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I do like the uh, the scene when they're going to adopt dog, and that's where stitches um, when she goes into the kennels, and all of the animals are just like on top of the cages trying to get away from Stitch. It's a good visual. There's like weird animals in there too. It's like that's a turtle that's <laughs> just up there. <laughs> Well, it's. It, it, I think she initially picks it because he's he's ugly. Yeah, because he's like yeah, like aggressive and ugly. Like she she's sold on him when he uses his tongue to pick his nose and eat it. Yeah, like that's. But like I like it when uh, he looks at the poster and sees what dogs are kind of like, and so he just sort of does that. Like I said, it's the thing. Yeah. Uh, but he like you know morphs into makes his put sucks his arms in it's setting visuals for it too like it really yeah. look that like, great. he could just do that yeah he could just do it's like it's not like the arms it's not like general grievous from star wars where they're like stacked on top of each other no. he, he sucks them into his sides and they just disappear like he's made out of silly buddy Ugh. well um, you you made the whole scene gross too yeah but um but 
then like he like I does it based off of a poster. Right. <laughs> so, so. But, but uh, I didn't think about just how nasty that scene is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I like when the uh, woman at the I, the the shelter yeah. is terrified. Like he was dead this morning, and you put him in a kennel with dogs. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, you knew he was in there. Like he woke up and he was in there. Yeah. Like so, somebody put him there—a dead dog with living dogs. The- like what? <laughs> What's what's wrong with your with your social service system, Hawaii? Yeah, jeez. Like, and, well, it cost two dollars to adopt the dog too. Is that what it was? Two dollars? Yeah, yeah. It, like that. it was a very cute scene, though. I really like that scene. It's like, no, I want to pay for him, and then leans. Like, Can I borrow two dollars? <laughs> <laughs> and then she tries to hand her the dollars. <laughs> He's like, no, you just give him, give her the dog. It's, it was a very well done scene. It's very something like something a kid would do. Yeah, like, like they they made they made Lilo feel like a natural child. Yeah, like even like, if she has like these adult tendencies, she only knows how to express them like yeah. from like a concept of adult, not actually as an adult. Yeah. So like, yeah, so, she's yeah. Kind of, she's like the right kind of precocious. Yeah. 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 She doesn't. She 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 doesn't try to act smart. It's, it's like whenever you watch a sitcom and the kid is always, you know, you know what you talking about. Willis kind of like, like he's just a little adult. She never comes across as a little adult. No, um, which is which is good. It's very rare for a cartoon for a cartoon or even any film to have children feel like children. Um, and, and they could. Too far the other way, they could have made that character really annoying. But yeah, they could have. Your choices were you were going to have um, Anakin Skywalker from Phantom Menace, who was just an annoying little punk that uh, people hated, or you had like uh, like Dakota Fanning and like Man on Fire, where she is just a little adult sitting back reading a newspaper, right? (laughs) Like like that kind of. It's like you could have gone either way, and they didn't. They actually made her feel like a natural child. And I, I, I thought you were going to say, uh, for some reason, going to say Natalie Portman and the specialist. <laughs> oh boy, or or uh, hey, Leon the professional or something. Leon the professional. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, or yeah. a, uh, uh, taxi driver, where it's uh, <laughs> yeah, or or, or, or Kirsten Dunst and like interview the vampire. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. yeah, but. Um, but no, yeah, no, I appreciate that a lot. Like, it, it's something that feels like it could really be meaningful to a kid yeah. to watch this. Like, it's grown up enough to feel like, you know, it can, re- and the kid is just enough like you or can resonate really well with a kid. Yeah. And for the family, you watch it like those are real struggles that you could have. Yeah. It's like, it's like Roseanne, where it's like, this is like a real family. Like, you know, yeah. And, yeah it's like they're getting in arguments. There's like yelling, you know, there's like serious, deep things. But there's, but you know, it's met with brevity in a lot of places where it needs to be, but not, but not to like, but it never, they never use jokes to undercut the seriousness of the issues at hand. Yeah. They never interrupt. When something serious and emotional is happening in this movie, they never undercut it with a joke. Which they let it lie and just yeah yeah it hits you yeah, yeah. But so um, so yeah they adopt the dog they adopt the dog and uh, I mean for the most part from here on out the movie is just sort of like 
them trying to figure it out while uh, this alien is trying is off trying to be caught. <laughs> yeah. And Lidolo starting to realize that what Stitch is. Yeah. Yeah. Like something's not right here and he can talk. And like it was the record player thing where she like comes in like Nanny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to see this and like puts his finger on the record and keeps opening and closing his mouth. That's it's all this plays. Uh, like something's wrong. <laughs> it, 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 Donnie just kind of like she part of it, she kind of brushes it off a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. She's got bigger fish to fry, and I don't think it's really quite settling in on her brain what she's witnessing. Yeah, I was like, I can't deal with this right now. Yeah, I got I got bigger fish to fry because you're you're about to get reintroduced with uh um uh her getting fired. Well, Lilo and Stitch get her fired, basically. Get her fired, yeah. Um, because it was just like <laughs> Just, just grade A disaster because of Lilo and Stitch here. Mostly yeah. Stitch, but Lilo is egging it on. <laughs> um, and it, it's, yeah, it's like she, she was like a waitress, basically. Yeah, basically. I guess that's what. It, or David got her the job. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at, at, at the uh, and yeah, he gets. He's always just sort of there, but there's no, there's not, a, there's no, there's no character development for the David character. Uh, he's, is, just, he's just the surfer friend that he clearly wants to date her. Yeah. Um. And and is but is also like he's not being pushy. He's just being a good friend. Yeah. So like like he does want to date her, but like it's it's never like well if I do this for you then, until the very end where he's like well you can start dating. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he, he's like I'm just going to be in the friend zone forever. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, David. Yeah. So so Cobra Bubbles gives the ultimatum like you get a job or else this is it. Um, and, and Lila will go to a foster family. I said family, and I don't know why I said family. <laughs> My tongue's cleared on that one. It's. The, hey, listen. The, we don't. The show's not live, so I could I could have edited it out, but I drew attention to it. So yes, no, it's, and I'm giving myself more work. I'm just not eh, not that interested. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I can listen. I've, I'm doing like six podcasts right now. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I'm functioning at all as a person. <laughs> um, so the next day is find a job day. And it, and she's bringing Lilo and Stitch with her to every uh, application she's trying to turn in. And that goes about as good as you can guess. Absolutely. <laughs> every, every Stitch, Lilo and Stitch are also trying to just do their own thing where like Lilo is trying to make him accustomed to being a, whole, a person in Hawaii. It, teaching about Elvis and you know, teaching about Elvis, and that's and the, this is where the hyper, the actual photo of Elvis comes into play. A Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Yes, yeah. um, that song was a huge song. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, but so all of them go to disaster. Uh, the scene where El, where he's Stitch is completely dressed up as Elvis. And doing actually a really good job at being at doing Elvis thing until everyone starts freaking out about it and like taking his picture. And makes him... <laughs> like, like he's got the white jumpsuit and the pompadour and his yeah. Little... yeah, it's it's great. 
it's great. But then, yeah, then they're all taking pictures and it's making him panic and he turns back into like a feral dog for a couple of seconds um, and destroys the entire beach, like basically. <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have the, you gotta have the drama in there. Yeah. So, so all of her job prospects were just shot down because of disasters of Lilo and Stitch. So David is like, you know, let's just go surfing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they do. And things are going great until like the aliens are back to capture Stitch. And I don't, the scene is sort of like nonsensical in a lot of ways because it just sort of starts happening. Yeah. It's like, well, we're here. Yeah. And that was the, the, the little skinny guys, like the yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. And like and they're like pulling him underwater, and Stitch is trying to sort of save himself and pulling himself back up. And so he jumps onto Lilo, and then uh, Nani like freaks out, like get off of her. It's like he's not the one doing it, and nobody sees that these guys are there in any way, shape, or form trying to catch Stitch. And everything just goes to chaos. Uh, Lilo makes it out of there alive. Stitch is able to sort of free himself and blast these guys away, like Team Rocket. Uh, I do like the visual of him on the windshield like a Garfield plushie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and boy, after all this said and done and he almost died. Uh, oh, I, oh, I want to go back a second and talk about how the, the, the mad scientist doctor is starting to recognize that this is weird. That he, sh- that he is becoming domesticated effectively like, like i didn't design him this way yeah it's like you could see that like his character never comes across as overtly evil um he just wants he just doesn't want to be in prison and he doesn't see his care this creature as sort of a living thing like it's just something i made right uh, but you could see the gears starting to turn um on it and there's there's very little drama with this character like towards the end where there's the really good scene when they finally i really like that scene we'll get to it a bit but um but yeah so uh so like he's still doing his thing but he's starting to turn a little bit like the gears are turning like this is weird why would he go into water when he will die in water I don't understand this. Like it's like, like he's destroyed everything, and now he has nothing to do. So what will he do? He just goes to sleep, reads a book, goes to bed. Yeah, you know, like it's like you know he's like the gears are turning in his brain, and it, it, you you get a payoff with that too, which is nice. Um, you, get the, you get the thing where like yeah, like Donnie's raising Lilo, but she's all but Lilo in turn's kind of raising Stitch. With Stitch, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 it's a broken family, but they're making it whole. By yeah. sort of helping each other where they needed to be helped, because um, because Stitch is helping her sort of direct her chaos, right? Um, and, and it starts off too chaotic at first, but once they all start understanding the severity of the situation, is where they're able to direct it in a more meaningful way. <laughs> I mean, she does get upset at him about like just yeah. It's like even the point like you're you're too much for me now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, David. Uh, really drops some a bomb on Stitch on this after he survives and Nani and Lilo walk away and he was like, I really thought they could pull it off and then you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I was going to date her, but thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, Cobra saw this whole situation and is like, well, tomorrow sh- she's gone. 
this is it. Yep. You know, this was, this is not appropriate for a child. Um, and so the next day, because they didn't capture Lilo and Stitch, or, or Stitch, they weren't really after Lilo, uh, the councilwoman character uh, fires both of them. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma fires both of the uh, characters. Yeah. And so now uh, they're going to do it their own way. And then she sends uh, King Shark out. To <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. King Shark. Shark out to uh, capture uh, Stitch. There's a lot of weird, like, uh, everything feels weirdly oceanic in this universe. Like, even all the spaceships look like sea creatures. Like, that, the big red ship looks like a whale or a manta ray. Yeah. Like, yeah. Russian, Russian doctor kind of looks like a, like a, like a, a little bit like a, a stingray. Yeah. Like his face and his, or, yeah. or like a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got this multiple sets of eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so now they're sort of like, well, the gloves are off now. I can just catch him any way I want. So uh, David uh, charges in and it's like, I, 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 might, I have a job for you. You got to go now, though. You got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Just as sort of an excuse to get her out of the house to cause this chaotic scene that nobody would believe if right. a little child said, no, it was aliens that did it. Yeah. Um, it's very Phineas and Ferb here. Yeah. So, and so this is this sort of, this is based, this is sort of the legitimate climax of the movie and everything else after this sort of starts to just sort of slowly happen. Like, even though the, uh, even a stitch gets caught after the fact on this, it doesn't really ever feel like a climax. Like this is the big action set piece where you have the two alien characters hunting stitch down in this house. And stitch is sort of kind of fully human at this point. Right. And he's uh, a little more docile than he a more docile. He's talking better. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk about the, where stitch leaves, where he comes in and Lilo's having this emotional conversation with him. And he just takes the book, the, Ugly Duckling book, right? And walks off into the middle of the uh, woods to sort of try to find his family that he's because he's lost, just like the Ugly Ducklings. Good, and the but, and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it was a good scene. It's a good like set. Of, like, and, and it sets it up pretty nice. Like when he finally realizes that no, I'm not lost. You know, this is my family. And Lilo, before that, being mad at him to of actually being an alien, or after this, the Saturday right. thing. Right, big showdown. Um, so yeah, we have the big showdown where the house just gets destroyed, one hundred percent destroyed. Like not even just like in that Home Alone style where just like holes are getting blown into the walls or something. I mean, this is legit destroyed house. Yeah, what what little they had's already gone. It's it's completely gone. Almost destroys the picture of the family of the mom and dad. Um, so. That's where you have Lilo and Stitch. Like after everything happens, and she calls Cat, uh, Cobra Bubbles on the phone to say like aliens are attacking the house. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, it's good. My dog found the chainsaw. It was a very good line delivery. I <laughs> 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 um, uh, like, <laughs> and he's like, "Wait a minute, what? No, don't hang up the phone." <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, you have that scene play out. Uh. 
Cobra Bubbles gets there after the house is destroyed, and he, when he does the line delivery, when Ving Rhames does the line delivery, was like, is this good for a child? As he's pointing at the smoking rubble of the house. <laughs> like, well... It's not, not really good for anybody, Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Cobra Bubbles, that's not, it's pretty, blo- it's, uh, Nani's not doing so well either now, so she doesn't have a house either now, so. He's not, he's not gonna worry about that, though. Yeah, he's not, he's not too worried. He's, 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 he's a former G-man. He's, he can only focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Lilo and Stitch find themselves sort of, uh, away from the group. After Cobra Bubbles puts her in the car, she just sort of sneaks out. Uh, which is nice. Like he's not, he's not very good at the. That's what I, that was my that was my thing. It's like he he talks a big talk, but he just put a kid with a in the back seat of a car and then turned his back so he could belittle his her aunt or her sister right yeah. there, it, <laughs> and she just sneaks out and. <laughs> it's like you, you know how this kid is. Yeah, you came to get her for a reason. You know yeah. how Lilo is. So this is where Stitch. Reveals that I, actually I am. He his arms come back out and his antenna. antennas, yeah. And that makes her mad. Like you're one of them, and it's like pushes him. But there's not enough time to sort of go through this because King Shark comes out and uh, uh, fires a space net at them and captures them both. Right. And puts them in a like tube. I <laughs> guess. Some yeah. sort of pod that they just slap to the back of the spaceship, which seems like kind of an impractical situation. You'd think you'd have some sort of holding cell, like a cop car uh, has, like, you know, the back seat of a cop car. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, man. yeah. It's like a like, like a one of those uh the the guys in the belly of the plane. Yeah. 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 Like the gunner. The gunner seat. Yeah. Yeah, the gunner seat. Yeah, yeah, it's a very weird setup, and it's, it's it exists solely to make let him let him escape easily, right? And, and which he does, <laughs> because like I mentioned earlier, clearly he's made out of silly putty, right? Because he just sort of finds a gap and is able to squeeze himself out of it, and then like not intentionally, but that's the only way this could have happened was like he gets out. But Lilo stays behind, so now she's going into space as a prisoner. <laughs> and he's uh, a, I mean, he he tries to get her out, but yeah, but there's hard kind of, enough. Yeah, like I like when uh, uh, when the sister is like runs into Stitch and is like, "Where is she?" And he starts to just try to talk, and he's like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like perfect English and then she just loses it. <laughs> like she's <laughs> like, oh now I believe her. Yeah. Um well, why it's, it's always that misunderstanding, misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh big reveal turns yeah. out. Um so uh what, what happens next? Nani Oh they that's when you have uh uh Jumba, I want to say it's Jumba or Jumba or something like that. Like, uh, space, mad space Russian. <laughs> Zengi helps Stitch. <laughs> Stitch, like uh, that whole situation, because like, you know, she wants the 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 sister wants uh, Lilo back. Stitch can help. 
he does the whole Ohana thing to sort of let her know that like, I, I get it. Learn, yeah, I get it. I did learn something in our time together and I want to help her. Um, and, and when he, when he grabs her and he's trying, he's like, why would I help you? Yeah. Right. It just unlocks. The- <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? Okay. <laughs> he's very persuasive. He said yeah. like half a word. It's, it's like because he's already turned at this point. Like he understands now that like Stitch. Like what am I getting out of this? A. What am I getting at it at this point? Like I've been fired. <laughs> so big deal. And also this this experiment like was a success. Like I created a sentient being that <laughs> was able to process and develop emotion, grow and learn and love, grow and learn and love and everything. So it's, it's not it's written. Like- it's not written in the script that way, but that's what it feels like it is. It's sort of like this weird Asimov robotics thing yeah. where it's like, you know, it's Bicentennial Man. Uh- <laughs> the scene, for whatever reason, it reminded me of the end of Midnight Run. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Freedus lets him go. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, let's do this. And then they, they do. They just, it works. They get... They save, they save uh, Lilo. They bring down King Shark and his uh space police car that you know again having your prisoners not be in your field of vision while you're transporting them seems like an oversight it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine because like, he's like calling her and stitch is already gone right. he's calling the councilwoman like hey if they were just in the back like a cop car or yeah. a, or a paddy wagon or something you would know when they got out you know, you could slide a little door and see, like, oh, no, they're still there. All right, let's okay. get out of here. I'm just going to assume everything's okay. I'm going to assume everything's okay, that they're safe and sound, and this little plexiglass pod that I have duct taped to the back of my spaceship. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Elimination Chamber pods. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Every every 60 seconds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they... they, they every, they save Lilo. They get down there. The councilwoman shows up and is getting ready to take Stitch. And then, like, <laughs> I like Stitch. It's like, is Stitch supposed to go on to the spaceship? <laughs> yes, you're supposed to. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And he gets to say goodbye, Do the give his, like, sort of Ohana meets family. This family is small and broken, but it's fine. Speech. And it's just like, the councilwoman just, like, immediately is like, like, no, the, uh, I have a contract. I paid for him. You yeah. like rules. And this is where you learn that Cobra, uh, Bubble. Cobra Bubbles was an ex was there for Roswell. Right. <laughs> uh, which, so, puts, which puts him at a really old age because this movie doesn't take place in, you know, the 80s or something. It takes place in 2002. Or it takes yeah. place, you know, co- currently. So he's, 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 he's aged uh, gracefully. But yeah. I guess also he was a CIA agent involved with aliens. So maybe he's just super soldier serum or something. Yeah, but why would he be a social worker, though? <laughs> he, re- he retired, and that's just where he feels like he needs to be. Where would it be? Yeah. Like, so. I'm going to work for CPS. And not only that, like, not only, it's like, where do I know, I like this councilwoman, where do I yeah. know you from? Yeah. Ros- Roswell. Oh, yeah, you had hair then. Uh, is a, it's a, again, a very good line. It's like, you have all this misunderstanding, misunderstanding, and no, it's all connected. Yeah, it's all, it's all connected, so it's like, yeah, so you like rules, and like, she doesn't really care. Like, the councilwoman really doesn't care. It's just like, I'm just following the rules. We can, we've officially found a loophole to make this work. So, 
Stitch, you get to stay here. Earth is protected now, or this family is protected now because he's in your custody. And you two are staying behind, the other aliens, and they seem to be living a happy life on Earth, too. <laughs> Evil space, like the, the space Russian and the... Uh, Kevin, Kevin McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's the character's name. It's Kevin McDonald. It's Kevin McDonald. He's he's yelling about a gazebo. My <laughs> 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 <A> gazebo. Oh, <laughs> uh, kids in the hall. I just want to. So good. So good. Canadian sketch comedy. It's Canadian sketch comedy. SCTV, kids in the hall, all great. <laughs> Was he an SCTV? No, I'm just saying Canadian sketch uh, comedy in general. <laughs> it's like you because the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie from yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strangers with Candy also I think Canadian, right? If it's not, it's may be very surprising. It's, yeah. <laughs> it has it has the soul of a Canadian show. Yeah. So. Welcome to, to our Canuck podcast. Canuck podcast. We're going to talk about kids in the hall. We're going to talk about red green. Yep. <laughs> Keep we're your gonna, stick on the ice. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some shitty on the pond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our special guest today, Getty Lee, is here to talk yeah. about <laughs> Don Cherry. How do you feel about no 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 no? Have him on this. Anyways, home is rebuilt. Everyone lives happily ever after. And the more the more Elvis plays over the credits. A cover of Elvis, but... Hunger, hunger, and love. Hunger, hunger, and love. Very good. Uh, I, I do like that Stitch is just a koala. Like, they didn't even, like... They keep referring yeah. to him as a dog, but, like, he's very clearly a koala. And this movie doesn't take place in a time frame where you wouldn't know what koalas were. It's a contemporary movie. So, it's like, I think one person... It's like he's kind of like a koala, <laughs> like yeah, I, I mean, he kind of does look like a koala. But yeah, he's also got that little like little nick in his ear, and yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, there you go. Like I was saying earlier, uh, Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Chris Sanders created the character of Stitch um, in 1985 because he's working on a children's book that never came to fruition. I will show you. This is bad radio. I'm fully aware. But I'll sh- I'm going to share uh, the picture with you, Nick. So, was I, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to do good radio? You're, yeah, yeah. No, it's oh, 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 good. Oh, dear lord. Oh, let's I see. If, let's see if I can just post it in the. Nope, <laughs> I was going to post it in the comments section to see in our little private chat over here, but that's not going to work. So make it the thumbnail. Make it the thumbnail. Yeah. Why is it the screen sharing this? Okay, here we go. This is bad radio, and I apologize. I need Nick's reaction to the... Uh, uh, there it is. Can you see that? I can. There. Um, <laughs> it, it, looks like, it looks like a uh, Tim Burton design. Yeah. Like, it's vaguely almost like a sandworm, but with a rodent head. <laughs> Like looks like look very Jabberwocky-ish. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's that was Stitch's original 1985 design from Chris Sanders. It looks like that Garfield comic that's been going around. People were having a spider. Oh yeah. Or yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. Or sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, so the idea for the movie was Michael Eisner. Like, we need to. Um, we the, the inspiration was Dumbo. Uh 
because Dumbo was made economically. At the time, Disney had done a lot of high-profile, expensive animated films. Um, and they wanted to make one a little more economically, like Dumbo. So in between things like Pinocchio and Fantasia, you had Dumbo, which was a, ma- a major success, and then it cost very much. Um, so that's what the idea of it's sort of where it's like it's what Lilo and Stitch's concept came from was like we need something smaller, um, less expensive than what we've been doing uh, because they've had their hits at the time. They've had their hits in the '90s that were all very expensive and hits, but you're also starting to have some misses. And you know, in order to keep the boat afloat, we need to make some money and not spend as much yeah, on a project. We're pumping money into things like yeah. Atlantis, which are just turds. Yeah, so Chris Sanders was head storyboard artist, and they just they just like, we'll take this character and make a movie out of it um, in order for it to work. So do you know where? Uh, Lilo and Stitch, the initial concept, because he, he, he his idea, for, in order for it to work, needed to be remote. So it initially was in, going to take place in Kansas. Like like Wizard of Oz, basically. Yeah, like a Wizard of Oz thing. It's like a remote sort of American situation. But um, eventually it just sort of became Hawaii. I think they realized like the color palette and the sort of visuals for it uh, would have been great. And it would have been kind of a new location for a film. No cartoon has taken place in Hawaii before. Um, you know, it's all sort of, you know, early Europe and you know, there's early America. Yeah, and there's still so, Polynesian influence. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they ended up changing it to uh, Hawaii, and it sort of turned the entire. Like that's where the movie started coming together because they would go on. Um, they would like scout the area, and apparently, their uh, tour guide is who gave them the uh, sort of the what the concept of of um, Ohana, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it you know that it means family, but it doesn't necessarily mean you know traditional like, traditional family. It's like you know a, the larger concept of family. The family and, is what you make it. Is what you make it. And you say what they notice is like wherever the tour the tour guide took us, they knew everyone there. You know, it was all a, they were all a big family, and that's sort of what ended up sort of leading the direction of some of this stuff. Um, Sanders worked with his co writer. Uh, on Mulan, because Chris Sanders was uh, worked with uh, Dean Dubois in um, on Mulan, so mm-hmm. Mulan, good movie. So you got a good team behind it and a good a- concept behind another it. Another female-led movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that was sort of the uh, and you have um, the two Nani and David, both like uh, uh, Nani is Tia Carrere. Tia Carrera, who is... I, she is Hawaiian. She's, she's native, Hawaiian. She's native Honolulu. Jesus and Scott, Scott Lee, Lee uh, was born and raised. Now, I don't know born, but raised in Hawaii. So he at least had, you know... Well, he's Asian-American. Yeah, he's Asian-American, but he yeah. like, grew up in Hawaii. So right. uh, they understood Hawaii, and they understood the dialect, and they understood how to talk. Um, and so, like, you would get, like... You get like Hawaiian terms and stuff because they knew what they were doing. Like, like this is going to be your job, and not just doing the voice acting, but sort of helping us with how they would say this in Hawaii. <laughs> so, Hawaiian noises. Yeah, it was also so the backgrounds are watercolor, which is very cool. 
Yeah, you kind of tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, just like early Disney features, like they sort of had moved away from the watercolor thing, but they went back to it. And um, it's Sanders' art style. It looks completely different from pretty much anything. It's like it's like Atlantis on the last one of the last episodes we did, um, where it's very it's very this the this character designer's design aesthetic. I mean, I guess. I, I... The closest thing I get equated to is Milan, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because, again, he's a storyboard guy, so yeah. it would be his designs. Yeah, like his um, Nani has like yeah. there's there's a little bit of resemblance between her and Milan, but not a ton. Yeah. And she's in her in her bedroom. She has a Mulan poster, right? So, so um, uh, and, I mean, and like the, the sci-fi designs are really good in it. The, the the red spaceship, yeah. Yeah, the red spaceship in particular is really good. Uh, I, the, the the Senate scene is kind of neat because it very is very much inspired by the Star Wars prequels, which were still sort of existing at the time. Like, you know, episode one is fresh and, you know, Revenge of the Sith hasn't come out yet. And but, Disney, Disney doesn't own Star Wars yet at this point. Yeah, but they're very close with Star Wars. Yeah, they're still out to our... Yeah, so, and the prison was kind of the prison reminded me of something, and I can't put my finger on it. Was it the was it the uh, wasn't the raft? Was it? I well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, like it is basically the raft. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of. Let's get to our one of our favorite parts of like the the legacy of Lilo and Stitch because <laughs> there's a lot of legacy that's left behind with Lilo and Stitch. Quite a bit. Yeah, um, boy, was there any was there any like toys? Uh, like, like when I say toys, I mean like you know fast food premiums and like promotional stuff. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like the marketing wise, it was just like some really good trailers <laughs> and stuff, but I don't think there was. Yeah, anything. I. Yeah, let me. Uh... It was a it was a budget movie at the time, so you know what I mean. There wasn't much. Probably they probably didn't put they didn't they put more to Treasure Planet, which was coming out later in the year, than they did to this because I, Treasure Planet was the expensive one, and this was the cheap one. I, I would argue there's more Lilo and Stitch merch out now, now. than there was. No, yeah, absolutely, because this one ended up being a success. Yeah, whereas right. Treasure Planet did not, and this movie made money and proved to be sort of a exploitable franchise, which I, you know, I say that both negatively and positively. Um, My youngest son went as Stitch for Halloween. Hey, see? Um, What is it? Because, okay, so Lilo and Stitch cost $80 million to make and made $273 million at the box office. So it's... It's a massive success. Compare it to... Treasure Planet that cost 140 million dollars and made less than 110. Uh, so, Jay, not to interrupt you, but there were in fact Lilo and Stitch uh, half meal toys. Oh, that's good. I yeah. don't remember them in the slightest. No, I, that probably would have been the point where, like, eh. yeah, yeah, actually, they're actually pretty decent looking. That's good. Yeah, sorry. So no, that's fine. So anyway, so yeah, so this movie didn't cost much made a buttload of money, whereas Treasure Planet cost a buttload of money and didn't make any of it back. 
movies never make their money back, but it's all about a matter of like visual appearance of making money back. Yeah. There's you fudge your numbers in a way where yeah. it looks like you it's it, you can look you could Google Hollywood math and just get a crash course in exactly how no movie ever has ever made money. That's just how the studios work. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So uh, the thing that's exciting is interesting when you go to the because if if a if a thing has a franchise section for on Wikipedia they're usually not that long boy howdy the Lilo and Stitch one oh it, yeah is because it, it's not just like you know there's theme park stuff there is video games there is multiple movies and a TV series a TV series and um. You know, the soundtrack was a huge hit. There's just, you know, comic books and everything. So uh, it's it's still got a pretty decent following. Yeah. And to this, like Stitch merchandise sells really well at the theme park. Absolutely does. Uh, You you go to the theme parks and you see a lot of Stitch hats, you know, because of the head and stuff. And and, and Stitch plushes are incredibly popular because it is an adorable design. Yeah. when he's, he's in cute. dog, when he's in dog mode, he looks. Yeah. It's very cute. We just got the uh, what the Disney minifigure series two Lego one. Yeah, we, we got Stitch in there. So yeah, yeah. And like of all, like and they kind of went with like some established characters in those in those that those two series. Yeah, they went with Stitch. Yeah, so. so so yeah, so the movie opened. Let's see, uh, it opened behind. Uh, its first weekend, it made thirty-five million dollars behind Minority Report. So yeah. it's yeah. it's hard it's hard to compete even at, especially for Disney at this time in their sort of existence. You're not going to compete against Steven Spielberg. No, uh, so even though Minority Report, eh, eh, it's all right. It's it's certainly this is the better movie. Um. But it is, again, it's a Steven Spielberg movie, and it was a Tom Cruise movie, and it was just the perfect, like, even today, a Steven Spielberg movie starring Tom Cruise would probably be the number one movie at the box office its opening weekend. Like, <laughs> so he did Minority Report and uh, World of Worlds, right? Yeah. Those are the two they'd work together on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so um, I'm going to look at movies in 2002. I want to see exactly. <laughs> I want, yeah. The first thing that comes up is uh, a minority report, which is funny. Uh, oh, Wikipedia, what are you doing? They're asking for money, and I don't like it. <laughs> you know, JJ, if just one person, if, if, every, if person... every person that visits Wikipedia in right now uh, gives us a two dollars, yeah. Uh, we will still ask you about all of What's it. What's that, Hugh? Yeah. Thank you for watching PBS. It's Pledge Drive season again. If you're enjoying <laughs> the, the Carpenter's Christmas, yeah, yeah. considering donating. <laughs> uh, so, critical reception when it came out, fantastic, oh, very well received, eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, the the little like when they give the little blurb underneath the movie as to why it has the rating that it has. Says edgier than traditional Disney fare, Lilo and Split, Lilo and Splitch, Lilo and Stitch explore issues of family while providing a fun and charming story. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. That, that kind of sums it up. It, but it uh, is, it, 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 it is edgier, absolutely. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the thing I appreciate so much is that they don't let comedy underscore no. the seriousness of when something sad is happening. They let it happen. Um, Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars, which is top from him because he's got a four star, four star scale. Um, saying it's one of the most charming feature-length cartoons of recent years. Funny, sassy, startling, original, and with six songs by Elvis. <laughs> so, big fan of Elvis. Uh, I, just love, uh, I just love he put sassy in the sassy. review. He's right. I think, yeah, this movie's sassy. <laughs> What's it, the harm of it? Sassy. Yeah. So, uh, it's great. Uh, I, yeah, it's great. It, it's... it's it's an enjoyable movie, and especially in contrast to like kind of what we have behind us a little bit, and mostly yeah. what we have in front of us. Especially what we have in front of, in front us, of us for yeah. a significant amount of time. Um, Ooh, well, yes, yes. yes. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like there might be a live action adaption coming uh, from the from the people behind Aladdin. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Let me ask you a hypothetical here. Yeah. If Lilo Stitch hadn't worked, would we have gotten a Moana? It's hard to say. I still think yes, because Disney does like branching out and trying to bring in different cultures in some way. May not have gotten Moana, but there may have been another, you know, island sort of right from somewhere uh so but but i feel like moana does owe something to this uh, yeah yeah i I can't imagine it not i mean and because this movie was up until um up until frozen this was sort of like the only sort of animation studio film in the last you know in the 2000s that had any sort of impact or lasting appeal Culturally, impact, yeah. Culturally, and yeah, so, um, yeah, I, it, it had to have helped. <laughs> yeah. Or at least on Disney's end, where like, you know, we could revisit this. Yeah. Because. Uh, well, I was going to say, we can talk about video games, but there are too many of them. There's a lot of them. Okay, let's do, it's Lilo and Stitch for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Lilo and Stitch, Trouble in Paradise for the PlayStation uh, and Wait. for... Trouble in Paradise? Yes, Lilo and Stitch, Trouble in Paradise. Huh. Did yeah. they do SOS? Don't. Don't. We've already met our quota of wrestling right I hear them call it. <laughs> Anyways, that was a PlayStation and computer game. Uh, there was a PlayStation 2 game called Disney's Stitch. Uh, there was a game called Disney's Hawaiian Adventure, which was a one of those activity center games. Lilo and Stitch Pinball for the for computer. Lilo and Stitch 2. Do not how to pronounce do not know how to pronounce that in any way, shape, or form. Hamsterville Havoc. <laughs> okay. What? I think Hamsterville might be the villain from the TV series. Oh, uh, okay. Disney Stitch Jam, uh, which is a rhythm game. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I want the soundtrack just all Elvis. Yeah. Uh, there's another uh, rhythm game uh, for the DS. There was an iToy game for the PlayStation 2. It's in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. 
Disney Universe. Uh, you, if you go to the Tomorrowland area in Disneyland, Connect Adventures, Stitch is there. Uh, it's Disney Infinity situation going on. Yeah, he was. Uh, I don't. Did, they did make a toy of him. That's right. Yeah. I wish he did the Stitch. Yeah. But uh, and theme park. Now theme park has an interesting thing because um, it, it, it people liked it. But it, so it was Stitch's Great Escape is in Disney World, not at Disneyland. Um, so Stitch's Great Escape was a retooling of the extraterrestrial alien encounter, which was a, an absolutely terrifying Disney attraction where you're being kind of hunted by a xenomorph, basically. That, that, that was the original intention, was it was going to be an alien ride based on the franchise Alien. I would have loved to ride ridden that. Yeah, and so but they ended up, eventually it went from extraterrestrial alien counter to Stitch's Great Escape, and it doesn't run year-round, so there are times where it's just the Stitch alien encounter where you just go in there and visit Stitch. So you just hang it out. Yeah. And there and in Tokyo they rebranded the uh tiki room for a bit to be. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. More sense than when they did it with um the Lion King at one point. Huh? Yeah, like it, it was like uh yeah, they they well it wasn't the Lion King, I think it was so it's like the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. And this is why we're going to have uh, a, a theme parks podcast at some point. Yeah. I, uh, because it was um, Iago. Okay. And um, what's the bird from Lion King? Um, oh, Zazu. Or no, Zazu. No. Yeah. yeah, no, Zazu. Zazu. It's Iago no, no. Zazu. And so it was like they introduced them into it. Everyone hated it because the Tiki Room is one of those like don't you don't you touch the Tiki Room kind of rides. And these these characters aren't really beloved. Yeah, Wheel of Stitch is at least island themed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like ne- neither Aladdin nor Lion King. Both of them are desert based. Like yeah, so shoving them into this. Polynesian themes <laughs> thing. Uh, it, but it stayed that way up until a fire broke out and then they like shut it down and then they just brought it back. It's normal. God's way of saying stop this. Stop this. But that went, that went on for a while because like they did that in like uh, the late 90s and it went was that way until like 2011. <laughs> so Jeez. yeah. Oh man, I wish I think they have this tendency to just ruin everything at Disney World at some point. <laughs> like things that are super popular, there it's like, well, let's get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people will tell you uh, to this day about like the the journey into imagination. Like super popular ride, they changed it, ruined it, shut it down again, changed it, and st- kind of tried to make it, but it's still a terrible ride, and it should be easy to just like remake that ride but no no <laughs> it's like you know world color uh yeah. we're just gonna make that all about uh michael j fox's character from atlantis yeah yeah 
it, it's yeah, it's it was it's bad. It, it's so weird when they do stuff like that, like the tiki room thing in particular. Like everyone hated it, and nobody would go to it, but you kept it in there until it burned to the ground, literally. Like <laughs> it, it was like this is a company who like every time you watch a document, like the like the Imagineering series that's on Disney Plus right now, yeah. Yeah. we talk about like you know we we're really in tune with what the guests want, the guests need. The yeah. experience like yeah like everyone, these stupid birds yeah yeah every once in a while they just like make make these choices and will not go back on them so it's just so weird so you figure it came, the, the edict came down on high from somebody like no yeah. you're gonna do this and, and it's go, and, and to change it back is too expensive it was too expensive to change it in the first place and now you want to change it back and cost more money jeez what are we made out of money well yes you are but... yeah <laughs> you act like we own all these franchises and properties that people love uh, we just have all the money in the world I want to talk about 2002 in movies we won't have to do this next week because it's also 2002 yeah. well i say next week but we got we got we got our annual christmas episode yes which uh that's why that's why i hesitated when i said yeah upcoming bad movies like well no so top 10 movies of 2002 gotta guess my minority reports on there it is in the top 10 but what do you think number one is? I don't know. Give me a hint. Uh, it is the second movie in a franchise. Is it Attack of the Clones? No, but that oh. is also on this list. Uh, and when second... I say second movie in a franchise, Attack of the Clone is not a second movie in a franchise. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the uh, second Matrix, is it? No. Okay. Oh, fast, not fast, not too fast and furious. I don't know. Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, it's about a bunch of small people going uh-huh. on a, uh, going on for a hike. Uh-huh. That's... Is that like, like, like the Game of Thrones thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like the Game of it's Thrones. Like thing. That, it's like that thing, that Game of Thrones thing. My my connection with Two Towers is that I've seen Fellowship of the Ring Extended Edition. I've seen Return of the King in theaters, and I have never seen the Two Towers. <laughs> so, Spoilers, Gandalf's back, and he's yeah. dressed in white. My, my, my friend said, all I need to know is Gandalf's back. Yeah. <laughs> when we went to go see it in uh, Return of the King in theaters. Well, all right. <laughs> I, I will tell you that that book is also like the the biggest the biggest drag of the of the four books you can read. Number two, see, speaking of uh, the next one in a franchise, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And that's about a chamber of secrets. It is. Uh, what if what if Doctor Strange were a small British child? Uh huh. Well, so so if Doctor Strange were just a child. Yes. Yes. At Sorcerer's School. <laughs> at Sorcerer's School. Yeah. Okay. Which is actually a comic book series that's about to come out. Where? <laughs> so. uh, number three, Spider Man. The Spider Man. The first Spider Man. Yeah. You know what? That first movie. Still kind of good. It's. Okay. 
it's dopey a, in a lot of parts. I'm gonna say it's a it they still didn't know what comic book movies were. The X-Men were a hit. No, yeah, yes. At the point. Uh, but of, at Marvel, there really wasn't much going on other than the X-Men and Fantastic Four was about to like was in the process of being made or something at this point. Like, yeah, man, Jessica Alba's gonna be she yeah. hot. So you have so Spider-Man and Spider-Man one in particular is sort of very faithful to the comics to a fault where everything's just kind of really, especially Spider-Man comics where everything's just kind of really lame except for the action. <laughs> like yeah. everyone, everyone's kind of a loser or a dork or <laughs> like, Peter, Peter kind of sucks. Peter sucks. Uh, Mary Jane, uh, Jane sucks. sucks. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe sucks. <laughs> yeah, and like, like Aunt May is yeah. a drag, and just yeah. like, shut up. But like, but like, that's where the comics were in two thousand and two. So this is like Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So everything was just sort of like it, it, when it came out, you're like, this is Spider Man. I mean, this is one hundred percent Spider Man. Like, there are moments that are ripped straight from the comics in it. Which they usually didn't do in the comic in comic book movies. They rarely took like scenes from comics and put them in the movies. I think this is the first one where Stan made an appearance too. He was in X Men One. Was he the first X Men? Yeah, because he was one of the ones gawking at Senator Kelly when he's. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, but this is like the, this is why I actually remember this seeing is, him. Yeah, this is where it became a thing. Yeah. Where it's like, like he's gonna be in all of them. Yeah, at this point it was like, oh, oh, he's gonna be in the next one too, in the end. Yeah. Yeah, he I think he was in the Hulk also, And also it features the uh uh the ever wonderful Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Yes, it does. So, oh, but what else was what else was in Spider Man that you and I love? What else was in Spider Man that you and I love? Okay, somebody who's not with us anymore. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bone Saw's ready. Bone Saw's ready. Yeah, Play, played by the the ever, legendary legendary Macho Man Randy Savage, a personal favorite wrestler of yours and mine, both of ours. Yeah, and just absolutely choose. Yeah, perfect for exactly what that character needed to be. Dude, that, that cage is so cool. It, <laughs> he's so, and it's and it's. Uh, 2000s. This is 2002, so this is like Macho Man's unemployed at this point. But he's noticeably bigger. Oh yeah, he doesn't have to. He's yeah. Nobody's nobody's checking his uh, yeah. samples currently yeah, in his like life. Somebody forgot to poke holes in that hot dog. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because this is post WCW. Yeah. So, so Randy Savage is sort of. Uh, I mean, he might have been filmed his scene when WCW, but this is this is Be a Man era. Yeah. Randy Savage. Hey, a freak show. I got you for three minutes. Yeah. Uh, oh, great. Uh, number four, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Boo! <laughs> $649 million. It's the worst of the prequels. I'm sorry. It is. Oh, I would agree with that. And I'm, and okay. I'm a big supporter of all of the Star Wars movies. But even I say, it's like, oh, this is the... It, it's by itself, it's almost incompre- incomprehensible as a movie. Yeah. As a middle chapter, if you're watching the three prequels as one, it's makes it's more coherent somehow it's still the weakest it's the it would be the dragging part of the movie <laughs> it's it's the whole it's the movie where we like 
Oh yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> he should be a thing. It, it also it's hard for me because I didn't see the Attack of the Clones until after I saw Sith. Oh jeez. I was like, nah. There's nah. some there's some really cool visual moments in Attack of the Clones. There's some really cool like when he's on like Camino with the aliens. Like yeah. that looks that all looks really cool. Um and uh the stadium fight, not so much. Not so much. It should be better than it is, but it's just simply not. But also, um, but on the other hand, the Dooku Yoda fight's pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like to like, hey, so this is where Boba Fett comes from. Yeah. 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 It's very... Uh, number five, Men in Black 2. I like Men in Black 2. I, I, it's okay. It's not great. But I think three is better. Well, three has Josh Brolin in it. Josh Brolin and actually has some emotional weight to it at the end too, which yeah. is nice. Um, Men in Black One is still absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, uh, which and it stars my boy Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, <laughs> Give me sugar and water. Yeah, his physical comedy in that movie is top notch. Yeah, I, I still, I still sometimes just do that with my coworkers, like put my hands on my head like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at it. So yeah, it's great. It. Good for uh, you, number, number six, Die Another Day. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the Halle Berry James Bond. The Madonna theme song one. Yeah, the main villain has diamonds in his face. Uh, <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's not good. No, not it bad. is not. It's it's his last one, right? Was it his last one? Uh, Maybe. I feel like it was his last one. Cause canceled spinoff. What? <laughs> uh, of what? Die another day. Oh God. It was originally for MGM was set to set a film series that would be a Winter Olympics alternative to the main series. A spinoff based on Michelle Yeoh's character of Y Lin. Oh God! I think you know what? I think you're right because it was like what, like four years later, we got Craig. Yeah, Casino Royale is 2006. So yeah, yeah. Boy, that who dodged a bullet with that spinoff? God Almighty! Uh, Uh, Yeah, that's not. Bronson movies. Goldeneye was fine. Goldeneye's fine. I really, I still really like Goldeneye. Yep, it helps having the. Give video game connection a lot. The world is not good. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I guess that's disappointing that it made four hundred and thirty-two million dollars. But God, why? Because James Bond was like because of Goldeneye and because of what our age group, you know, was really into James Bond again. So it was always going to make a bunch of money. I wait. Did. Did we stop being into James Bond? Well, but yeah, because <laughs> remember there was a period after there was a period where they thought the Dalton movies was like even Dalton was like this is probably it for this franchise altogether. <laughs> I killed it. Yeah, and then they just there, there was sort of a belief that you know James Bond movies weren't making a lot of money and the people just weren't going to go to them anymore, and they sort of slowed down, and then they did the rebooted it with Goldeneye after. Broccoli handed it off to his daughter, like the franchise, and then they like Goldeneye, and it's like out the gate is a massive success. <laughs> so, and then 
we, we got a trailer for a new one two days ago. So yeah. yes. So uh, number seven, signs. I like signs. Um, signs. Yeah. It's this... problematic. <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean, Shyamalan. There was, there was, signs was like his second one, right? Uh, After Sixth Sense, I think so. Yeah. It, it was probably his last. No, I won't say the last good one because he had one more good one. Yeah, because I because because uh, Glass is fine and Glass is fine. Uh, Split Split's really good. Yep. Um, Unbreakable's great. Yep. I genuinely like Unbreakable yeah. a whole heck of a lot. Um, Size is just. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's I, I a lot of people don't really have much problem with um, Lady in the Water. It's a hit or a miss for a lot of people. I don't remember seeing Lady in the Water. I definitely saw Lady in the Water. Um, the Village was not good. <laughs> I don't oh, care what anyone, oh god! I don't care what that's, anyone tried. That's where the what a twist thing came from. Yeah. 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 Um, the happening is uh... <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and D- Deadly Plants, uh, and also I know my wife will never forget him for forgive him for ruining Avatar. Avatar, yeah, the Last Airbender, just absolute miserable. Um, After Earth, was that his? That was him. I was going to yeah. play Will Smith for that movie. Uh, it's oh, I I always feel bad because. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Gary Whitta wrote After Earth. Mm-hmm. And he did also The Book of Eli, which is fantastic. That is a good movie. And Rogue One, which is also fantastic. So, <laughs> so hey, Rogue One's the best of the prequels. Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One is the best uh, non George Lucas. Star Wars movie by Longshot it, and it, better than the prequels. <laughs> it, you know what? Might it actually might be better than the newer Star Wars? I movie. think it's. I think I like. The, I like it more than the current trilogy. It's, I'm not dissing the no. current trilogy. I'm just saying of the of the what it's four movies at this point at this yeah. stage. It's, like, it's hey. the best of the four. Well, and not just because Vader's in it, but also like, hey, they all die. Like. Yeah, they probably should all die. Yeah. Also, a thing that I like about it is that none of the characters are tied to existing characters. No. It is a Star Wars movie that sort of lives in its like it lives in the overall universe, but nobody is connected to the Skywalkers at all. If it weren't for Darth Vader being in it, you know what I mean? Like And Leia. Yeah, and Leia. Like, yeah. yeah it's and and they don't really play any well, like well, pivotal role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah, great. Anyways, where was I? Films of two thousand. Anyway, signs. Uh, number eight, Ice Age. My, uh, I think my oldest son likes Ice Age. I really liked the first Ice Age when I saw it. It became a thing. Me, and my dad, for whatever reason, just kind of kept going to those movies whenever a new one was out. Don't know why. We never. We weren't like massive fans, but we liked them enough to go see them. I guess. <laughs> I think it's Blue Sky still cranking those out. Uh, it's Twenty Century Fox. So, uh, but Blue Sky is the company Blue, that does, yeah. Blue Sky was the one that was, um, animated. I don't know if Blue Sky is even like because they did the I, Peanuts movie as well. They did the Peanuts movie, and I don't think they've really done. Oh, did they? Do, no, they didn't do because I get that. Yeah, because they okay, the last one they did was in 2016. So, 
Ice Age? Yeah. Oh my, what? It's getting into the Labor Time area. Let's see. It is the the fifth installment in 2016. And then after that, they did the John Cena Ferdinand movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and they, oh, that, yeah, they're still making movies too because Spies in Disguise come out comes out on Christmas Day this year, and it's that, Is that Will the Will Smith pigeon movie. The Will Smith, yeah, Will Smith Tom Holland pigeon movie. That, so that looks bad. It looks like like why is uh, this being made? It looks it like even visually, it looks bad. Like it looks cheap. It looks like a TV show pilot. Yeah. Um, like or, or like a fake movie within a movie kind of situation. Just like what. And like I mean, the Will the Will Smith's character design is designed like it was originally supposed to be somebody else and not Will Smith. Yeah, it looks it's like uh well Michael B. Jordan said no. Yeah. Because like the Tom Holland character looks like it's vaguely Tom Holland. Like like, like oh yeah, I buy that. Um, that by the way, that that's my uh I'm gonna write a book called Vaguely Tom Holland. There you go. Yeah. Uh, number nine, a surprising one for the year that came out of left field that shocked a lot of people that it was so big. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. My wife likes that movie. A lot of people like that movie. It made $369 million that year and was an independent films channel movie. So, uh, uh, I, What's the guy's name? Uh, the dude. He did, the the, dude. He, did, he did. He was a Northern Exposure. What is his name? That guy, that oh, guy, yeah. you know that guy, yeah. uh, John, John Corbett, Corbett, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Corbett, Northern yeah. Exposure, Sex in the City, <laughs> My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and it's 2016 prequel. <laughs> and he also ha- has released two country albums. Uh, so, well, okay, <laughs> there you go. He's a country, he's a country music artist as well. Real Garth cool. Brooks, John Corbett is. Yep. Uh, and number 10 is Minority Report. So it's literally the top 10, but just by a hair. Yep. Yep. Uh, 2002 was the first year to see three films cross the $800 million milestone. <laughs> well, it was... It's a big year for movies. Big year it, for franchises and, you know, it, sp- you know, blockbuster, put some money into something. Kind of movies. It makes sense that it... It was a big year yeah. for movies, though, because a lot of sequels this year. So mm-hmm. you know, it helped. It's... You know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and Spider Man. You know, or and uh, Star Wars. You know, <laughs> so... but you think about like like it's Spider Man. Like, keep in mind what ha- what it had just happened in our country. So like, yeah. escapism, yay! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about this recently we're saying like oh we're getting into that era of movies where it's starting to become there's gonna be a lot of exploitation in films and yeah. tone, tones are gonna quickly change spider-man in particular really yeah a hero saver <laughs> what came out what else came out in 2000 snow dogs orange county the count of Mon- oh a personal favorite of mine kung pao enter the fist wee, 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 wee. Yeah. That's a a lot of nuts! (laughs) That movie is an underrated classic. I love it. It makes me laugh still. I realize it's it's incredibly problematic and incredibly dumb. It's so stupid. 
so stupid. Well, it's uh, Odenkirk, right? right? Odenkirk, yep. yeah. Steve Odenkirk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who would go on to do the Jimmy Neutrons? <laughs> yeah, Kug, Kug Pow is just. Yeah, uh, it's so well done. Yeah. Visually too, like the special effects in it are surprisingly well done. Just how like <laughs> how they cut, like how they yeah. edit, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mothman Prophecies. I used to have a poster for Mothman Prophecies in my room. Why? Because it was free. Okay. <laughs> I got it from like the local drugstore because uh, they also rented movies and they're like, okay. you, want that? you want that? Sure. And it was hey, like, kid. It was just hanging in my closet for a while. And like, I like uh, cryptids. Yeah. Like, so I was like, yeah, all right, that's cool enough. It's a cool looking poster. So it's like vaguely Silence of the Lambsy and it's like a little bit. So hey, give the spooky poster to the video game kid. <laughs> Slackers, collateral damage. See, collateral damage, it's like it's its legacy was that it was delayed because of 9 <laughs> 11 Yeah, and still have the unfortunate title. Yeah. Uh Rollerball remake. Isn't Paul Heyman in that? He sure is. <laughs> the story goes that he was like, I'm going to go to LA and negotiate for a network deal for ECW. And instead, he was filming, filming Rollerball. <laughs> so good. That's oh, something like a Paul Heyman a, move. Oh, what a just what, what a sleaze ball. Yeah. <laughs> Really, especially when he was a promoter. <laughs> he even had the ball cap on in that movie too. He did. He was just Paul Heyman in that movie. Like it was just through was, and through. Was Paul Walker in Rollerball? It's Freddie Prince Jr. I think, right? Uh, let's see. Chris Klein. Chris Klein. John Renault. LL Cool J. Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> God, just yeah. a slice of the teeth, early two thousands. Oh boy. Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie. Dear God. Yeah. John Q, Denzel Washington, trying to just kind of figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know where he is in the in uh, the, the overall scheme of movies right now. So. Yeah. Like, I'm lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stitch in this movie. He just, yeah. He's in the middle of the woods with the ugly duckling. And like, I don't know. It's like he did train Danny. He's like, all right. Let's get away for the next thing to come around. Yeah. He just hasn't really figured it out yet either which is kind of- <laughs> i mean i mean book of eli was good and then <sighs> the equalizer yeah equalizer's fine yeah. magnificent seven you, you kind of go hey. i i don't think of him in that movie which is weird even though he's like <laughs> one of the big he's, stars he's right? got the yule brenner role yeah. yeah uh return to neverland came out this year that Peter Pan sequel that some for some reason was released theatrically and not straight to video <laughs> because people are stupid. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you ever wanted to get a liter of cola, you could watch Super Troopers. <laughs> hey, hey, don't spin that cop's burger. <laughs> uh, that movie's so good. <laughs> this is like spit to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragon for Queen of the Damned. Oh, yeah, the the sequel to Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> Starring Aaliyah in, like, her one movie role, and then she did, died. Did that have... What was the song for that movie? Mm. It wasn't an Aaliyah song. What, it wasn't? <laughs> I was don't it, know. Was I like, don't 
I, I, I straight up don't remember anything okay. about that movie. It wasn't <laughs> good. It wasn't that great. It was all right. It was all right. Just forty days of night. We were so another close. vampire movie. Yeah. Uh... It, that, that's that's the better of the two vampire movies there. Yeah, Resident Evil. Yep. Forty days of night's based on a comic book, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ali G into house came out this year. Um... Hey, another vampire movie, or in this case, Daywalker. Uh, <laughs> Blade Two came out this year. I like Blade Two. Blade Two's great. Yeah, like there's uh, a brain buster on a dude. Really. Uh, Guillermo del Toro doesn't really do a whole lot of bad by me, so yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. Blade two's Blade two's good. Yeah. I like Blade two. Sorority boys, because this is where we're at still in American comedy cinema. Uh, Clock stopper, death to Smoochie. Oh God! Yeah, is that Kevin Smith? Death to Smoochie? Yeah. No, it's Danny DeVito directed that. <laughs> oh, I thought he wrote it. Okay. Uh, Adam Resnick wrote it. Okay. Um, starring Robin Williams and Edward Norton. There you go. Okay, that's like the 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 mascot, the kid yeah. kid character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Panic Room, David Fincher movie. Oh my god, was Panic Room that long ago? Two thousand and two. Yep. What? I absolutely saw that in theaters as well. So. That felt like it came out like six years ago. <laughs> Surprise! Nope. Jodie Foster. Uh, also, uh, that's also uh, the Rookie, another Disney movie starring Dennis uh, Quaid. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's where he's like the Texas high school baseball coach. And, yeah, yeah. Big, big, tr- big trouble. Oh, that Tim Allen movie. Jeez, that was another one of those like it got delayed because of nine eleven movies. <laughs> And also, we're still giving Tim Allen movies. It's 2002. He's still going to get tons of movies. Oh, man. I always said, like, Big Trouble Little China. I'm like, what? Yeah. Did make a sequel? High Crimes, starring Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman. Van Wilder. Uh, Reynolds, uh, doing his yeah, thing. Yeah. It's Changing Lanes. That's Van Affleck? Van Affleck, ben Affleck and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, trying to ruin each other's lives. Yep. <laughs> Royalty, the sweetest thing. Murder by numbers might be better. The Scorpion King. Yeah. Starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Sure did. Did you ever explain how the Scorpion King became the Scorpion Man? No, absolutely. Okay, not. he just okay. He just does. It's you know. Did, were we talking about that last last episode? Probably. Yeah, because we we mentioned the Mummy two very recently. Where they so. just like re- reuse the toys. Yeah, yeah. Also, also co-written by uh, David Hayter, who uh, is the voice of Solid Snake. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason X came out. Yeah, now we're uh, talking. I unironically absolutely love Jason X. Jason X is is it's cool. hilarious, and yeah. it is it is a Jason movie written by a person that has never seen a Jason movie. And it's just sort of making a movie based off of the stereotypes of a Jason movie. Yep. And it is a comedy from start to finish. Yep. And it is fantastic. Like the scene in the, the, where like, they have the hologram to distract yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah, they're just like, hey, you want to? <laughs> just like swinging that duffel bag. Yeah, just like a tree. Oh, it's so Jason good. X. Jason X is fun. It's yeah, a good it's fun a, time. Yeah, it's, yeah, I genuinely love that movie. Yeah. 
And um, uh, for whatever reason, David David Cronenberg has a bit role in that movie <laughs> at the very beginning as the doctor. <laughs> really? David Cronenberg. Huh. Huh. <laughs> so it well, seems like the kind of movie he would be in. <laughs> well, I mean, you would say like, okay, that's weird. But then you think about like uh, Warner Herzog's and the Mandal- Mandalorian for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just like how, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, you just get all that kind of stuff. You get, yeah. So, yeah. Spider Man, yeah. Uh, Ultimate X, the movie. What, I don't even know what that is. Sounds like it's some. T- TNA's Ultimate X. It's a. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, Alex Shelley, starring Alex Shelley. Yeah. No, it's a BMX movie. Attack of the Clones. CQ. I don't know. I can, I can, nope. I think it's a, it's a Roman Coppola movie. Enough. Insomnia, Christopher Nolan before he did Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. Al Pacino yep. and Robin Williams, Hilary yep. Swank, great movie. Yep. Highly recommend it. Spirit, The Stallion of Cimarron. Uh, DreamWorks animated movie starring Matt Damon and James Cromwell. We <laughs> it's on Netflix as we speak. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Uh, the Sum of All Fears, a Jack Ryan uh, picture starring Ben, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. This is Morgan, Fre- Morgan Freeman. Getting a lot of work in this uh, era. Yeah. Ben Affleck also getting a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Uh, Undercover Brother. <laughs> you know what? Undercover Brother, not a bad movie. Not a bad movie at all. Bad Company, Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that's Fine. right. Yeah. Jer- uh, Joel Schumacher movie. Uh, well, there you go. That tells you everything. Everything you, know. you need to know about that. And Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Ooh, the Born Identity. The firstborn. The firstborn identity. Love that movie. Of these of the uh badass spy movies of two thousand and two between <laughs> the Born Identity and Die Another Day. The Born Identity is the better movie. Well, like, yeah, but he's actually like like you're like, oh, this dude's like incorporating like yeah. like MMA holes into his yeah. fighting style. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, Scooby Doo, that uh, Freddie Prince, Matthew Lillard live action, Scooby Doo. I people come down either they love that movie or they hate it. I like they, that movie. I like that movie. Yeah, it's fine. It, yeah. Written by James Gunn. Yeah, it yeah, I I I had used to have a crush on Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh. I say used to. I mean Yeah. Still. I so yeah, it's like a Mitch Hedberg joke. I I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh Wind Talkers, Nicolas Cage, Christian Slater. <laughs> Uh, code crack, code breaking movie directed by John Woo. So, oh, I'm thinking of the other one, the with the, the Native American guys in the World War Two. That's the other one. Yeah, Spirit Code Talker. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's see. Juana Man came out this year. Oh, good lord! Uh, it opened the same day as. Okay, so here's the three movies that opened June 21st: Juana Man. Lilo and Stitch and Minority Report. <laughs> Yikes. So. Sorry, Juana Man. <laughs> uh, hey, Arnold of the movie. Mr. Deeds. Adam oh. Sandler's still kind of getting work. But this is like the end of it. Yeah. Like Mike, Men in Black 2, the Powerpuff Girls movie. Crocodile, the Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Oh my God, that's right. There was a movie. Halloween Resurrection. Eh. Eh. Uh, no, you're, you're giving it... That's giving it too much. <laughs> eh. 
It's terrible. The yeah. only good part of that movie is Busta Rhymes. <laughs> oh, when he front kicks Michael Myers? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only. They kill Jamie Lee Curtis in like the first 12 seconds of that movie. Yeah. And then just make a terrible movie afterwards. Like yeah. all of the good faith that, because H2O, good movie. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Good movie. There's a good bringing it back kind of thing, just like 2018 did. But like, this one is like, okay, well, we did good, so let's ruin that instantly. Boy, yeah, no. Rain of Fire came out in 2002. Yeah, I love Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire is cool. Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey and, yeah. and Gerard Butler in a dragon movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a, a rad movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Road to Perdition is a good movie. I, I like that. Also, best like yeah. comic book. Sam Mendes, very good. High quality yeah. director. Uh, I think one of Paul Lewin's last movies before Cars. One of them, yeah. Before Cars, yeah. yeah. Cars is coming up. Eight Legged Freaks. Uh, a former WCW champion. Yes, yeah. David Arquette. Yeah. And yeah. and future Black Widow Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Which makes sense considering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Little 2. Oh, The Cat Returns came out this year, which is a Studio Ghibli great movie. With the Gold, cat- me- Gold member. Oh, Right. The Country Bears. Good thing is we don't have to review that one. I've got some bad news. Yes, we will. (laughs) Um, What about the other guy that does the Star Wars podcast? (laughs) Would he hypothetically be interested in doing... Absolutely not. Okay. We will only talk about it when we get to the theme parks. I will, I will, I will do the droids cartoon if he does. <laughs> the oh, movie. Master of Disguise came out in two thousand and two. Oh, that's right, that weird data. Dana Carvey, the turtle. Uh, tur- tur- the turtley club. Yeah, Bo Derek is in that movie. <laughs> this is this is what this is like. Dana Carvey was like unhirable after this. Like <laughs> I thought it was a Dana Carvey show that made him unhirable. <laughs> well, yes, but yeah. I mean nobody was hiring him for a movie after this. Signs, Spy Kids 2, Bloodwork, that Clint Eastwood weird Jeff Daniels movie. Yeah, where he just yells at a chair for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Triple X. Uh classic Vin Diesel film. Yeah, yeah. That's the one with the the song by Gavin Rossdale. Yeah. Adrenaline gets me on me. You, yeah. remember, you remember they they would they uh they use that song and they they had like you know the, the triple X like logo <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. When they're, when they're doing the uh the WWE Desire videos. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for, the, for Taker, I believe. Uh, the Adventures of Pluto Nash came out in two thousand and two. Yikes. Yikes indeed. Uh one hour photo, another great Robin Williams movie. Yeah. He did some uh, cool. With a brief with a brief cameo of Neon Genesis Evangelion, <laughs> an anime that I absolutely adore. Fear.com. Uh, Stephen Dorf. Oh, okay. Or, if you, or it's like it's funny because you have to t- the website is fear.com. So technically the movie is fear.com.com. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> You know, with uh, Deacon Frost. Yeah. City by the Sea, Swim Fan. 
my mom is a sucker for those movies. Those kinds oh of like thriller movies of the era. Glass Glass House, Fear, Swim Fan. Yeah. <laughs> Barbershop. Oh hell yeah, Barbershop. My dad loves Barbershop. Barbershop's great. Everyone loves Barbershop. Uh, Igby goes down, stealing Harvard. Ballistic, X versus Sever. <laughs> I remember that. I never watched it. Had, it had like a GBA game, too, which is weird. I remember they were promoting it heavily when when Raw was on Spike TV. Yeah, Spirited Away, a huge Hayao Miyazaki film that won the Academy Award. Hey, you and I have heard of that one. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Oh God, Renee Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon and Josh Lucas and yep. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, <laughs> the tuxedo, that weird uh, Jackie Chan, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's right. Yeah, remember? Yeah, that was yeah. a thing. That certainly existed. Jonah, a Veggie Tales movie. Oh well, yeah, we get this Veggie Tales for it. Yeah. Are we gonna start our Veggie Tales podcast? Soon? Absolutely, very soon. Got it. Uh, Red Dragon. The um, rapper uh, directed uh, Silence of the Lambs sequel. <laughs> That's the one with the. Uh, uh... Well, technically, wait, it's Red, Red Dragon, so it's a prequel? Yeah, it's. Uh, what's his face? Because uh, Hannibal was the sequel, and it's got Edward Norton in it. Red Dragon is um... is Manhunter. It was it's because it was originally made in uh, is Manhunter with the guy that played the lead in the CSI originally. I always forget his name. And, well, you know, and, and, and and Hannibal Lecter was uh, the the uh, yeah. the 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 actual the cop the lead the the uh, chief of police from Super Troopers. Yeah. What is his name? He actually is like an established actor. Uh, yeah. But he's, <laughs> But he's also the the bad guy X Men too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brian Cox, Brian Cox, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah. Manhunter yeah. is the, the first. Yeah. yeah, William Peterson. There we go. I love Manhunter. I love Michael Mann movies. Yeah, it, it, it's it's forgotten because of uh, because of Science of the Lambs. But it's it's, it's, it's kind of the same movie, but kind of not. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm a huge fan of Michael Mann movies. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time is Heat. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about Heat. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, anyways, Red Dragon. <laughs> yeah, uh, bowling, bowling for Columbine came out this year. Oh, geez, that weird Roberto Benigni Pinocchio movie. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, if you saw it, you would remember the poster. I will send you the poster later, and you'll be terrified of it. So, okay, yeah, I- it's it's definitely uh, Italian. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Pokemon Forever came out this year. Forever, forever. The, that was the Celebi one. So, oh yeah, so that yeah, that would have been Celebi because because I know they you, you could get you get codes at the theater if I yep. recall correctly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ooh, the Transporter. Love that movie. The first uh, Transformer, Transporter, yeah. Transporter, yeah. Just, just absolutely fu- giving us the gift that is Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah. My, and my mom is for, forever grateful because she loves Jason Statham. The world is grateful. Uh, every, everybody's mom loves Jason Statham. Yeah. Uh, the Ring. There you go. That's a base that was, was the Japanese one called? Yeah. Uh, Ringu. Ringu, yeah. It's very good. Both yeah. of them are very good. Yeah. Um, 
And that also has Brian Cox. <laughs> uh, ghost Ship. Oh, man. The first R-rated movie I ever got to go see by myself. I remember Ghost Ship. But not, no, not Ghost Ship. Next movie on this list. Uh, Jackass the movie. There you go. I just turned 17 in 2002, and this is the first movie I got to go see in theaters without needing to have parental supervision. Was, that was, was that the one where Steve was getting the tattoo on his butt? Pro- most certainly. <laughs> I feel like that's like, every one of them. Well, they're out there and like in yeah. the like Sahara, and they're hitting every bump on the way. <laughs> oh, God. I, I loved Jackass the movie so much. Yeah. I have fond memories of Jackass the movie. I will watch some of the Jackass stuff still, and I'm like, it's not as funny anymore, but I still like the memories are good enough. To... Yeah. I Spy, The Santa Claus 2. Again, see, Tim Allen still getting work. Boy, that's a bad movie. There's that's still... bad the third one. I say, there's still one more to come, buddy. Oh, yeah. Femme Fatale, 8 Mile. Great movie. The Eminem Mom, movie. Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> Half Past Dead, Harry Potter, Die Another Day. Friday after next. Yeah, that's where they're like, hey, you, we don't need Chris Tucker yeah. anymore. Ice Cube, Mike Epps. We just recently lost John Witherspoon. That's right. Yeah, he just passed away. Yeah. Eight Crazy Nights, the Adam Sandler animated Hanukkah movie. That's right. Anything else interesting? Because there's Solaris. Treasure Planet comes out this year. Uh, adaptation. The sequel to Analyze This, Analyze That. Equilibrium about Schmidt. Drumline, Evelyn, the hot chick. (laughs) Is that the Rob Schneider one? Rob Schneider one. Oh, God. Made in Manhattan. Star Trek Nemesis. Oh, that's the. uh, That's the bad one. Yeah. It came out the same day as Made in Manhattan and the hot chick. That's the one. Tom Hardy in it, which you would think that's going to be a good Star Trek movie. No. Wrong. <laughs> it's uh, it, Let's see. It is the 10th film in the Star Trek franchise as well as the 4th and final film to start the next generation. Yeah, They probably should stop at the, at the first contact. Yeah. 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 Let's see. What else? Lord of the Rings, 25th hour. Gangs of New York. That You know what? I like Gangs of New York. Yeah. Bill the well, Butcher is a good character. Yeah. No, Gangs of New York's great. Martin Scorsese still doing it. Still, like, just The Irishman just came out. Fantastic movie. You're just able to just kind of pull this I stuff up. I haven't seen it yet. It's great. You got to kind of cut, gotta cut out a good chunk of your day. Okay. It's it's three and a half hours long. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, so, uh, the Wild Thornberries movie. Catch me if you can. Um, I I like Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Pianist. <laughs> what what what's it called again, JJ? The Pianist. Uh huh. And one more time. Uh, Roman Polanski's <laughs> The Pianist. <laughs> Throw that. Put his name in front of that. There, there you go. go. Chicago boy, they really wrapping out two thousand and two with some heavy hitters. And oh my. God, that's right. Sunny, a film directed by uh, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> starring James Franco. <laughs> wow, that's that it sounds like a god awful mess. Do you want to know who's a huge fan of Sunny? 
is it is it is it you? Well, no, no. Uh, Tommy was so huge fan of Sunny. Ah. Uh, and it's, it's sort of part of the reason why James Franco was a big hit with him to play him in The Disaster Artist. There you go. <laughs> so, Nicolas Cage trying out that directing thing. <laughs> so, hasn't, hasn't referred to the acting thing yet, but yeah. going to jump right into directing. <laughs> Listen, you got to see Mandy. <laughs> he, he, okay, to be fair, he is an Academy Award winner. Is Academy Award winning Nicolas Cage? He's he, Mandy is one of my favorite movies of all time, probably now, and he's about to be in an adaption of an H.P. Lovecraft story that looks insane, and I'm here for it. Is is he Cthulhu? <laughs> no, oh, I'm Cthulhu. That'd be great. DJ, do you ever read uh, any Lovecraft stuff? Uh, no. Well, just kind of, sort of, but the racism was a little bothersome. <laughs> Listen, just because the cat's name, I'm not going to say the cat's yeah. name, <laughs> but uh, it's like the, the horror of Red Hook is one of the most racist yeah. things I've ever read. Um, but no, he's doing Color Out of Space. Okay. And it's being directed by the guy that was fired from the set of um, uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Okay. <laughs> and it's like his first movie since... <laughs> the island right. of Dr. This sounds like it's going to be a train wreck. But like eh, the trailer's out, it actually looks. But like exactly, a good train wreck. Yeah, it looks exactly like how this movie about an asteroid that is slowly killing everyone. A color is actually slowly killing everyone, Cos- making it, them go it's mad. Cosmic yeah. So yay. Anyways, that's two thousand and two. Uh, I think it's time to rank it. Let's. I rank- think we need to rank these movies. Let's do it. Uh, let's open up the Nick list. Let's open up. Whoop, no, not that one. What? What do I have? Did you open another list up? I opened up a uh, screenshot that I took of uh, of a Star Wars game. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. No, that's my list. I wanted your list. Here we go. There's the Nick list. Dash Rengar. Go. Dash Rengar. Gotcha. Here we go. What did I? Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I saw something really weird in there, and I'm like, "Why did I type that?" <laughs> it was it was the Emperor's New Groove, but for whatever reason, I wrote the Emperor Strikes Back. It was probably a very funny joke to me at the time. <laughs> now it's just, just confusing it, me. And you just let it lie. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's start. Uh, let's start like the number ten. So number ten is Fantasia. No, no, it's not part of the Fantasia. Great Mouse Detective. No. Mulan. No. Black Cauldron. Yes, I think I like it better than Black Cauldron. All right. Better than Black Cauldron. Better than. Uh, I, was, I always joke with you because you always better than Snow White. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, okay, so we say better than Black Cauldron. This movie is Lilo. Okay, there we go. That puts it at what do we say? 11, 12, 13th on your list. Okay. Yeah, that's I think that's probably pretty pretty high considering but I like this movie yeah. a lot. Let's see here. Let's start at my list. I am just going to look at it. I am I, th- I think you'll be pleasantly surprised where it is on my list. Okay, is it like in the top 5? 
No. Okay. But, however, I'm going to put it in there now. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, number one, obviously, is Lion King. Let's see. Lion King, Aladdin, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Fantasia, Winnie the Pooh, Snow White, and uh, Hercules. But I like it more than Hercules. So, one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight. Top ten. Wow. I turns out we like this movie. I love this movie. Yeah. I love this movie a lot. As I, I kept praising it. I love that it is very serious. Yeah. It's very realistically serious. It feels and they don't try to undercut any emotion in any way, shape, or form. Um every every joke lands really well and every sort of emotional hit lands very well too. Uh, and it, none of it feels undeserved or that they're trying to cheat you out of something. Uh, I love it. I, yeah, I, I like the movie a lot. Top right, was, it tell, what, was it tell, like, you give me that list, like, you know what? This, I like this movie quite a bit more than a lot of ones I thought I liked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it, 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 when I think about it, like, I look at my list and I'm like, yeah, I put it above, I've seen Hercules a lot, but I think this is a better movie than Hercules. I think it's better made than Hercules. The plot is far more coherent than Hercules was. Like yeah. I like I actually had a pause when I thought about Great Mouse Detective. Like, do I like it more? Do I like yeah. it less? I, it's close. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- it puts it above Cinderella, Mermaid, Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood, Great Mouse Detective, Peter Pan. You know, it, it, I I genuinely love this movie. It um, just hits you on a different level. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of the. It, it's probably one of those few Disney stories where the uh, storytelling is human. Yeah. And I, it's it's a nice change of pace. Disney doesn't really Disney really won't go back to that well for a while either. Um, so yeah, it's 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 it's, it's 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 always. I feel like our podcast where the movie is genuinely good. Yeah, it's just like yeah, we're just gonna talk about it, kind of, but like we just actually enjoy it. Yeah, our it's, more our more content heavy ones are like we hate this movie. Yeah. So stay yeah. tuned for Church of Planet. <laughs> Planet coming in a couple of weeks here, but that's a couple of weeks. What's next week is our Christmas spectacular. Uh, we have chosen Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm excited. We did we did uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol last year. We're yes, do Muppets we did. Christmas Carol this year. We're not going to be doing the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol next no. year. We're going to be doing the good one. Yeah, that's uh, not Scrooged. Yeah, so. Uh, very much looking forward to that. It's one of the best adaptions of the Christmas Carol of all time. Uh, I don't think that's that weird of a thing to say. And it has the Muppets in it. And it ha- yeah, it just it would probably be better remembered if it didn't have the Muppets in it because like Michael Caine does a really good job as Ebenezer in it. So, yeah. but we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. But until then, thank you all again for joining us, and have a magical day. Bye.